If I keep repeating the same sins, does that mean I'm not a Christian? This week I'm joined by the senior pastor of St. Andrew's Chapel in Sanford, Florida, also a Ligonier teaching fellow, Dr. Burke Parsons. So Dr. Parsons, if someone keeps repeating the same sins, does that mean that they're not a Christian? It's a great question, Nathan, and uh, as you know, that uh, is not as simple of a question as many make it out to be. And the reason it's not simple is that we have to define our terms and we have to really understand what it is that's being asked when we talk about sin and when we talk about the repetition of sins and repetition of particular sins and, of course, what it means to be a true Christian. Firstly, we need to consider that Jesus tells us that if we love him, we should obey him. If we love him, we should keep his commandments. We read in 1 John, in fact, the entire first epistle of John really addresses this very question. It's a very helpful epistle in addressing this whole matter of our sin, confessing that we actually do sin, knowing that we have an advocate with a father through Jesus Christ. But then John, in chapter 3 of his epistle, says this. He says, everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. Later on in the same chapter, John writes, little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous as he is righteous. But then in verse 8, John writes, whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. And the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him. And he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. Now, when you read that, you can come away feeling, wow, wow, am I a Christian at all? Because I sin, and I sin daily, and I sin in ways I don't even know I sin. I I repeat sometimes the same sins, maybe not every day, but sometimes weeks will go by, or months will go by, perhaps even years will go by, and I'll find myself falling into the same sin. And and when we talk about sin, we we really, again, need to understand the significance of what that means. A lot of times people think of sin merely in terms of the act of sin. And while sin is indeed an act, it can be an act of the mind, an act of the motive, uh, an act of the will, an act of our bodies, what we say, what we do, and so on, we also have to understand that the reason we sin is because we're sinners, and that we are depraved throughout our entire being. And that sinfulness within us, that depravity within us, is riddled throughout everything we do and say. And in one sense, we can't really do anything, in some sense, without it being tainted by sin. Because the noetic effects of the fall have so infiltrated our minds and our hearts and our lives that in one sense, we sin in ways every day, sometimes with repetition, sometimes not the same sin. And so we need to understand, firstly, that in answering that question, that we'll never in this life escape sin completely or entirely. Now, part of the problem with this question, the way in which it's often answered, is the way in which people explain what it is to practice sin, according to John, and what it is to repent of sin. Uh, 
Firstly, when John talks about practicing sin, what is he talking about? Well, he's certainly not talking about sinning at all because at the outset of his epistle, he talks about admitting that we're sinners and confessing that we're sinners and that if we don't admit that we're sinners, then we're liars and there's no truth in us. So we first have to recognize that we're sinners and confess that we're sinners. So when John talks about practicing sinning here, it seems that what he is dealing with is ongoing, continual sin without repentance, without stopping that sin and striving towards righteousness. And so when we talk about repentance, we also have to understand what that means. And that's, I think, the most crucial thing that needs to be understood when it comes to this whole matter of repeating sins and questioning whether or not if we repeat the same sins, if we're truly Christians. A lot of times people think that repentance is just feeling badly about sin. Well, that's a part of it. Feeling badly, being convicted of our sins by the Holy Spirit, not just feeling remorse. We know that Judas felt remorse, but he was not truly repentant. But Peter was repentant of his sins, and that repentance was repentance not unto death, it was repentance unto life, restoration and forgiveness by God. And so when we talk about repentance, we certainly understand that there's conviction of sin, but that's not all repentance is. Repentance is not just conviction of sin, it's also a contrition over our sin, a a humility and a brokenness over our sin, recognizing that our sin offends God, that is against God, is against his word, against his law, and in some ways it's against others and even often against ourselves and our own bodies. But it's not just conviction of sin, it's not just contrition over our sin, it's also a confession of our sin. And a lot of times people think, well, I just feel badly about this sin, but they actually never go to God and confess that sin to God. Or if it offends someone else or if they've sinned against someone else, they have not confessed that sin to their brother or sister in Christ. And then lastly, and a very important part of repentance is our consecration to a new way of life. That we're not only being convicted of our sin, we're not just feeling contrite and broken over our sin, we're not just confessing our sin, we're actually striving, and sometimes that means with the help of others. Sometimes that means with a pastor, an elder, a friend, a counselor. It means striving towards a new way of life and consecrating that we are going to strive to live fighting that sin. I worry most for those Christians who feel like giving up in their fight against sin. And if we've given up, that's when we need to worry. Because if we have stopped fighting and stopped confessing and stopped consecrating our lives to a new way of life, it may be, in fact, that we never, in fact, knew the Lord, that we were never Christians. And so what we need to be concerned about is what happens when we sin? What do we do when we sin? How do we react when we sin? Do we just continue in sin as if it's no big deal? Sort of a cavalier, apathetic approach to our sin, saying, well, that's just the way I am. You know, that's just how God made me. That's just my personality. Or that's the sin I was born with. That's, that's my besetting sin. You know, James tells us in James 3 that we all stumble in many ways. But what we also have to cling to, most importantly, is if we really know the Lord, if we're trusting him, if we're confessing him, as John says throughout that epistle, well, then we know that we abide in him. And so it is by faith and faith alone in Christ alone, all by the grace of God alone, that gives us that unity with Christ and that we can know 
that we have the Holy Spirit within us. And as Paul says in Romans 5, 3 through 5, we know we have that spirit within us because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts. And so if we know that convicting power of the Spirit, then we who are truly Christians, truly trusting Christ, should also know and remind ourselves, even preach to ourselves, not just the convicting power of the Spirit, but the comforting power of the Spirit, to know that if we are in Him, truly, we can never not be in Him. If we didn't earn our salvation, we can't unearn our salvation. It is God who began a good work in us, and He is the one who's faithful to complete it, even when our growth in grace, when our sanctification occurs far more slowly than we would like. We have to cling not to our circumstances, but we have to cling to the cross because that is our only hope, the life and the death and resurrection of our perfect Savior. You've been listening to Ask Ligonier with me, Nathan W. Bingham. And if you'd like real-time answers to your biblical and theological questions, we have a chat service with a team of people standing by 24 hours a day, six days a week. To find out all the ways that you can ask Ligonier, visit ask.ligonier.org.